0: the personal legend Paul Merson John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin it's an exclusive off-air event so if you want to be there get on to offtheball.com forward slash events just eat the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave
1: or your money back Neon Night Edition available now We're sticking with Gaelic Games at 8.56am this morning. The Mayo icon, Lee Keegan, is speaking today at the launch of the Bordgosh Energy GEA Legends Tours of Croke Park. At each tour, fans get the opportunity to meet some of the greatest GEA players of all time and hear them reminisce about their career highlights. This year's tours start on the 10th of May and feature other legends legends such as Paulie Maher, Paddy Andrews, Rena Buckley, John Troy, Cora Staunton, Paul Murphy... And Dennis Ogie Moran for more details See crookparkie forward slash legends And the man himself Lee Keegan the to say joins us on the show this morning now Lee good morning how are things I think you, either you're on mute or we have you on mute here Either one Go again Lee Can you hear me guys Ah we got gotcha. you oh. we got gotcha. you we're flying Sorry I, I was saying Shane
0: fair to you You rhymed off some pretty good legends there So I was impressed myself when I heard them
1: It's not a bad list to be included in Lee is it
0: Well I'm not sure maybe I'm done the pecking order
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: there somewhere. How are you finding yeah. the how are you, how are you finding the um the ponditry now being aside from the away from the the playing action, is it relief? Is it a little bit of um looking at mail and thinking, geez, I'd love to still be there, or how do you feel about the whole thing now?
0: Um, it's different definitely. I, I like I really enjoy it from the point of view of analyzing games, looking at different styles, how teams set up. Um I suppose when you're playing you're very much focused on what your tasks are and what's involved for the squad and yourself individually. So it's a different aspect in terms of what you're looking at and and trying to detail. So, and of course, you're always giving a bit more opinion. So you're probably going to get it back a bit more, which is a bit of crack as well sometimes. So, uh, of course, you don't be playing. um, And I I suppose it's very hard, you know, when you're doing a Mayo game, not to be uh, biased sometimes, because again, they're the guys you you group with for 10, 11, 12 years. So, but you put that to one side and you just get on with it. And um, yeah, listen, I, I really enjoyed watching, even watching the Mayo games, not doing Punnantry. It was great to see the guys do uh, have a good league campaign. Obviously, not so much uh, so far in championship, but I expect them to have a good turnaround in the next few weeks.
2: Had you, uh, when you say it's a, giving your opinion and getting a bit of feedback, a lot of Galway people sliding into your DMs at the weekend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I I have a knack of upsetting West people. West, <laughs> or of people in general, maybe. I don't know what it is. So it was a bit of through so this, that, and that's the d- dynamic of it. And uh, we, Shawnee, trivia, under the most of the weekend, so we'll say no more about that. Is it? Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, he, the- was, he was like, seniority is kicking in here, so he kind of nudged me and goes, Yeah, yeah, you're on your own, this boy. And that, that was the end of that one.
2: Is it, um, like, because it's often, it's it's hard. Like, the debates between these things, like, there can be... No, not always on the losing team side, but, I mean, there can be two, three, four names. Like, is there a bit of pressure on when that debate sort of kicks off in the second half?
0: Yeah, there is, I suppose. And then you probably don't familiarise yourself as much then when you, you realise what it does mean to certain, I suppose, supporters. I know from a player perspective, they don't care. And I can say really? that because I was involved enough times as well. Players... They they just worry about their their team performance and in the case for Goal, they're moving on for kind of final and listen Cormer had an absolute like in the game and I held my hands up we we probably picked it a tad early and that's that's the way it goes uh, I I we, myself and Sean looked at Kieran Mirtha. and but of course sometimes like it's very easy to look at you know. From the point of view of that, you know, you're always trying to look at the winning team, fair enough, but sometimes you have to look at the the other side and only for Kieran Murphy, we're looking at the weekend, he kicked 1-6 and he he literally dragged Roscommon through um, the game himself. So, yeah, it can be tricky enough, um, good learning, um, but that's the the side of things that you have to pick up pretty quickly and uh, I suppose when you see certain supporters being upset about it, then you have to realise, yeah, okay, we need to knuckle down and get that right for the next time.
1: Comer's performance was particularly unbelievable. I, I, I know you said we made a decision second half. Sounds like it, w- it was a it was a one-way decision for sure. Team uh, <laughs> Co- decision, Team yeah, decision, I'm of course. Like. If, you, if, if, you, if you'd had your way, Lee, I mean, Comer's performance, generally speaking, um, in such a big game, and it was really, really impressive to see and he seems to have come on leaps and bounds.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the thing for Comer as well is it's his first full game. In, a, in quite a while so and we were, we were kind of looking at him in, in about the 70th minute and he was kind of I was saying in the studio he, looked, he looks a tired man trying to get back in the fence and all of a sudden he comes up with a big block mm. and then about 90 seconds later he's up hand passing the ball over the bar so I, from that point of view it was a massive performance absolutely and do you know what enough can't be said for the old fashioned uh, big full forward sometimes uh, you know when the ball comes off the post nine times out of ten that's flicked away from the defender maybe it'll go over the bar but but the fact you have someone like Comer and his presence there that can take a ball like that and just bury it in the back net, that that's worth its goal sometimes. And the fact that he was playing so well and Shane Welch probably was a bit off the weekend, a bit quieter than usual. I thought Brian Stack did a great job on him. Um, Conroy was quite quiet. Um so then you have a guy like Comer, and even John Maher. I thought John Maher had a brilliant game. Guys like that stepping up, so that shows with strength and depth, and guys that are playing the system and playing for the team. So having a guy like Homer, and I know from firsthand experience, it's not an easy task. Uh, and when he hits form early, and, and he can, I can look at, the, I suppose, the Derry game last year, for instance, in the semi-final, he's a very hard man to stop, uh, very direct. And the thing about Comer as well, you nearly sometimes. We, you know you probably don't think he's going to be as accurate as he is he's very accurate when he gets uh, uh, two or three yards and he has a defender and he just can't stop that and when I remember marking him in the goal game last year they were going long with kickouts to him he was fetching ball then looking for him in a one-on-one situation so when he gets on top yeah, it's it's a scary place to be in to be honest uh, so we listen it's uh, it's not good for defenders looking at that performance last day because it was, it was simply outstanding
2: At their peak who's harder to handle him or Shane Walsh?
0: Um, to, to be honest two different players um, you have one guy that's you can do absolutely outrageous I mean Shane Wells can do some of the most ridiculous stuff on a Gaelic pitch along with pace I mean myself and Chris Barry used to laugh he was a fast guy you marked and, and Chrissy goes what I'd even think and he goes I've never seen a guy run faster over 10 yards um, so and Chris, he was a pretty pretty good um, defender at one on one so um, Comer just a a bit more direct in terms of that physique and again sometimes that raw power you can't underestimate how important that is in a one on one situation. I and I reference that goal again at the weekend. If Shane Welch's that position or cover who are you backing, I I'm gonna back home all day. So you kinda of have the the power versus the kind of finesse. But that's the beauty of what goal at the moment and that's the kind of array of talent they have. And then you throw Ian Burke in the middle of that mm-hmm. who seems to just want to assist these guys constantly so you have a pretty damn uh, inside forward line. Uh, one of the best, probably, in the country at the moment. If you look at them on form, uh, and if the two of, them, two of those guys hit peak power, a lot of teams are going to struggle to handle them. So, two different players. Uh, you know, you take Shane Welsh's performance and and, and everyone's reference at year's uh, All-Ireland. I mean, that's the ridiculous. And then you had, probably, for me, one of the best defenders in the game at the moment, Tom O'Sullivan, and what he did to him. And, and Tom doesn't get, get done that easy. So, that just shows how good Shane Welsh can be on his A you know I I heard the guys in the football pod say last night he can be infuriating at times but you take that as well because when he mixes it up and, and he can do the stuff he can do I think you just bite your tongue a little bit and let him do it
1: a lot of talk, Lee, and I was curious to ask you as well about the, the uh, provincial championships and, and the the meaning they still hold for, for players. And maybe, lucky look, at Connacht and Ulster as the two uh, bright sparks and, and the two provincials that that certainly counties and players still want to win. Poor Joyce making the point that they, Galway very much put a focus on the Connacht championship year after year. I think this is an, an eighth Connacht final in a row for, for Galway, in fact. So clearly they put an emphasis on it. Is it the same in Mayo? Is it the same in us coming like... Is there a focus every year put on lifting the JJ Nestor Cup or is it just, look, if we lose to Ross Common in the opening day in Castlebar, we can focus and, and, and regroup?
0: Um, honestly, <clears throat> because we have three teams out that, and, and, and sorry, I don't want to say that with disrespect to the teams, I, I'm just slowly thinking mm. from the Division 1 aspect, um, is that when you have three Division 1 teams and teams like that, you want to win the Nestor Cup. You don't want to give your rivals or you, you know, your neighbours any edge at all. So, when I was there, now listen, we won five in a row and then, you know, we didn't win as many. Then we won two in probably the next six years. So we went on a bit of a dry patch. But when we won them, we enjoyed them and we did want to win them. Because again, you're trying to get one up in your neighbours. You're trying to put a stance and it's probably the old, you know, famous match or thing. We want to lead in America for the year ahead. So, And Roscommon as well. Roscommon never seemed to fear a goal mail in provincial but they've never materialized then on the national stage so that'll be interesting to see how Davy Burke rounds his troops up for the group stage now in three four weeks time so yeah we we, we definitely and again, see by goal and you know what hey, I was interested to see Davy Burke's reaction after the game of the weekend how actually disappointed he was to be honest he really wanted to win the, the British title I could see by his demeanor after he was really gutted and then you look at Pork Joyce as well I, You know, he was extremely animated to get the mm-hmm. result so there's something there uh, from a provincial aspect, definitely, uh, and it just kind of summed up where those guys are at. So, And the same in Ulster. I know we, we always tout Ulster as the standard bearers and it is because those guys, you know, it, it shows how important it is at provincial level that they want to get that medal. Like, to win silver is very hard, guys, in any aspect. So, if you can get a trophy along the way, like, I, I think Armagh, I'm always I looking at Armagh, they've won nothing in a long time, so I think they should be going really hard for us to see and try and get a medal in their back pocket because it's a medal. Uh, they're not easy one, as I said, so teams like that, uh, I do think, take provincial really seriously and then you have the unfortunate aspect of Leinster, Munster, what do you do with those? Uh, it's 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 kind of, you bear the brunt of it and, and you, you get on with these results and then you're into the into the group stage, so, there's no one, one fix, one fix all plan. It's, it's unfortunate the way we are, but it's great that we have provinces that do want to, or teams that want to win their province. Now, again, and that's not to say, you know, you look at the Lao game, Westmead last, day, it was an absolute cracking game, you know, but the problem for Leinster is, it's, it's Dublin. <laughs> and they're not, and, and I say that is, who's going to beat Dublin in Leinster? I mean, there's no evidence that they're going to be beaten again this year or anytime soon. So I'm not sure what the, 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 the long-term goal that is, and the same in Munster. I mean, unless Cork, uh, or a player, or some of these teams, they're up and down from from underage up and it's not easy done. I know that. I, I fully, fully respect that. But we'll, we'll still be talking about Kerry winning the next ten, or Dublin winning the next ten. So where I feel in Connacht and Ulster, you can only tip three to five teams at each province that are going to that have a chance of winning the provincial medal. So that, yeah, there is there is some there is some glory in that, uh, and some respect. And, and it was really, I think. What I took from the from the game, to the again, it was really fascinating to see the guys' reaction post game. Uh, I suppose the disappointment versus the animation from Pork. So, yeah,
2: yeah, hundred percent agreed. Noticed that on the TV. Mm-hmm. In fact, felt that sort of the celebration was probably more animated than it would be if they end up winning the kind of final next weekend. That there was almost a recognition. Yeah, I,
0: I, and I don't think, and, and this is, I not no again, no disrespect to Sligo, uh, and I Tony Mcatee, and the and the structure and the work that's gone in there is is huge. But there wasn't a huge opportunity for both those teams. and new was ahead of them uh, because again, you're looking at the golfing class. you know, I looked at the Dublin Leash game the last day, and you know, Leash are on a bit of a, a resurgent But they're a division four and well. You take Dublin, who can just go through the gears, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a score of 430 put up in a senior game before. So that's the that's the issues we have. So. There, there was a bigger picture for the likes of, of, of Roscoe and Gallo what was ahead of them. And again, not to respect Saigo, I, I fully expect them to throw the kitchen sink at the guys, but it's just the gulf in Division 3-4 in some aspects versus Division 1-2 and that's just the bigger teams get stronger as the year goes on and, and, and then, it then the shows then the lack of probably Resources and talent that some other teams have when
2: they're, they're coming up against these teams. Can I just ask you one more on Maoli just in relation? Because so yeah. the point gets made and debated about whether it was more useful to them. And I know you've obviously rightly pointed out there's a group they want to go ahead and win the Nestor Cup, and that's obviously not on the table. But whether it might be more useful to have had the time away, and you mentioned about some of the years that you would have had that. I don't know that it would have been maybe to the same extent that they've had it now have been knocked out so early. But you know, you have obviously players, some players have gone on holiday, some are coming uh, a bit of rehab back from injury, some. Some of them are playing club and I think they're back training again this week but you've basically a block of about four weeks now before they get back into at least four weeks before they get back into a, a competitive game is from a group point of view when you were in, in the middle of that is that feel like jizz we're heading back into a long slog here now again or is there is it do you feel refreshed by it or yeah what's the mo- the feeling within the group when that happens?
0: I feel great. Like I feel like I go train
2: tomorrow.
0: no, do you know what I like when I, I looked at the when we were watching the Mayo vs. I think it was there was two aspects of that. Like Ros they brought just an absolute mad intensity and, and a work ethic and Mayo just looked flat. Uh and the thing for Mayo is and Kevin had made no secret about it that they put a huge body work in pre season. So, you know, he had the they won FBD. And even throughout the league, I know the guys put in a huge shift in terms of of training loads and trying to peak then, obviously, league final. And I don't think it was going to be sustainable to, to hold that for the year. So in some respect, uh, I think it was a good thing for the group because isn't, they were disappointed. I'm not, I'm not saying they weren't, but the, the biggest picture is is the national scene and, and the group stage. So once that game was over, uh, and I think what they did was really good, they just let the players... I suppose go on their holiday, do their own thing for ten to twelve days, whatever it was, declutter and just take the take to the feet and the chin. Review it absolutely where we didn't go well, what we didn't do well, what we need to work on, et cetera, All that good stuff. So I think the good thing is if the guys weren't given any kind of break like that, then it becomes a slog. And I know from experiences, you keep training and training and training, and you just your your head just explodes with the amount of, of of things going through it. So I think the break for for that group in particular do the no harm. Uh, even though the older guys are, are well-seasoned like Aiden, Killian, Kevin McLaughlin, Jason Arie, those kind of guys know exactly that routine. So, even meeting one of my clubmates in the gym there last week, Go McLaughlin, he had a good blowout, good week away, just chilling out with his friends or partner, whatever it was. And you could see he felt a little bit energized already looking forward to training because by getting that break, you're not in the mix of, of talking football uh, structures defeats teams all that kind of stuff and and it does it consumes you sometimes so to get away and do your own thing and spend it with family friends whatever it is i mean it's a good thing uh so i can imagine that group is really hungry to go now from this week onwards and get back to work and as you mentioned they are four weeks now to get stuff right and I, I i don't think it's they have a million things to get right listen people are, it can be very short sighted that yes mayo Last Roscommon and deservedly so played really poorly but where's the positives? They won a league medal, they won an FD medal. F D is F don't get me wrong, it, mm-hmm. but it's still winning. So it's not like because they've had one bad game, it makes them a bad team overnight. They have so much going well from the moment. So it's just about happening to those things that they did well, what they didn't do so well against the Salaman, so, I and just getting that balance again. And I expect them to come out really hyped up in the group stages, regardless of who they get. Uh, it looks like C3 seems to be the funniest of all. You've got some of the best teams there. You've and Tyrone, Mayo, and A another. So you've all division one teams in C3. So straight so away, you're looking at that and you're thinking, okay, Mayo don't, can't get Tyrone. We know they can't get Raskaman and, and potentially Arma or, or, or another team. So. It's going to be interesting to make group, but I expect that group to to really put in a good bulk of work now for the next three or four weeks and be ready for the group
1: stage. Uh, finally, Lee, it's, it's quite insane that um, a county of the pedigree and history of Mead won't compete for Sam Maguire this year. I know Colm O'Rourke got a, a gentle ribbon from, from yourself and Sean Cavan on the, on the telly at the weekend. Um, like, If you're a Mead footballer at, at, at this juncture, like, are you getting yourself psyched up for a Talton Cup? Or are you thinking about maybe the the championship in Boston in June and July like what what's where's your thinking like you, you wouldn't blame them for wanting to head off uh, but no then.
0: no 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 no, I know I, listen the driver call him, call him. give yourself Ja back in the day, so I mean it's okay <laughs> to give him one back but, you know, it's, it's, it was only a jab, not a full uh, haymaker um it's disappointing i I think the I suppose the way I look to me is like I suppose you know you take this year alone, right. They had a highly tired under-20 team that was was tipped too well. Unfortunately, Dublin beat them, and Dublin were beaten that side. You know? So a minor, they got beaten, and then the senior. So it's not looking pretty at the moment. I, I don't think when people realise coming going like okay, to get a new manager in sometimes, you, you get a good kickback or a bounce of players. And that you, you've probably seen that probably from the first two games. But when I looked at those first two games, I felt that it nearly was kinda of dressing over the a lot of the issues that Meade had defensively and how they were playing. Great got goals and it was you were all talking about this, yeah, Cullum hasn't solved. Once teams figure them out, they have barely scored a goal since. So they have a lot of work to do. Uh and as you said, Shane, yeah, have the checked out. Like I wouldn't even be that confident the winter Talchup, to be honest, based on their morale in that group at the moment. They just and, and like I feel in a way that we're probably disrespecting off a little bit because they put in a great performance and, you know, fair play to them in in this situation they're in to clean currents and and to come back like that and put a performance like that like that group is buzzing, I'm sure, but for me, the tradition they have the powerhouse that they have been, it's it's really disappointing and i I to be honest, and what I'd sound really negative i, I wouldn't give them what the open intelligent cup be honest, right. I, like similar to Donegal, have they checked out, just get the year done like the core issue for me is is that they have so much work to do. And like I compare them, I'm trying to compare them to Dan, or not compare them, but like, you know, I'm trying to say mm. what similarities they are. Conor Laverley has his house in order. Dan are playing for Laverley. Not that they're playing for Cullum, but like they have the structure in place. They're doing well under 20. They're doing well as senior. He's got a good collective group that now trusts the management team. Mm. All that mess is cleared up. I feel like Cullum needs to go back to the root of the problems and declutter and whatever is going on in there because it just looks like they have no system, no structure, no confidence, no morale, and I feel really sorry for like players like Donald Hogan, who I've played against on numerous occasions. And I tip him as one of the best players i come across because just a fantastic servant, Killian Sullivan, another brilliant player, Brian Menton. Like, they're brilliant players, and they've trooped through 10, 11, 12 years of hard slog to come into a situation like this now where they are gone backwards again. And how long it's going to be, I don't know. Cullum has a lot, a lot of work to do there to get that team back to where, where they were, once were. Uh, it could be a long time, it could be a four or five year project. It's not going to be overnight. But, yeah, it, it was disappointing to see because, again, when you always... The associate GA and, and big teams, Mead are one of those teams you love watching. Really competitive. And, unfortunately, we may have had the pleasure of getting uh, a few hole-openers from them back in the day. I, in terms of fisticuffs, not, I wouldn't even say results. But they were the games we loved. They loved because that was the Mead we loved and, and grew up seeing. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of work at this point in the season. Again, I don't want to keep breath. I, I was even listening to Tommy Rooney and the pod, like, and he he doesn't give them much chance either. He, even just reviewing the game at the weekend and where they were in the league, so. Just disappointing for them and uh, for those guys. So um, yeah, maybe it's, it, sometimes it's easier to check out. I don't know, but mm. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hold much breath for the Talch Cup either, because there's some really good teams that in that competition. So they look at me and, and they wouldn't be too feared either.
1: Yeah, Tottenham Cup battle is really actually heating up as well. Because you look at some of the teams yeah. that are going to be involved, it's going to be it's going to be quite incredible. And um, yeah, worrying times for for me. Uh, Lee, great stuff as always. Thanks for hopping on this morning.
0: Thanks guys, appreciate your time. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.